0: Welcome to episode 34 of What Lies Beneath, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new to hockey, and hockey fans looking to have some fun, and we don't have much hockey left. What's been going on with playoff shit, the Stanley Cup Finals? What, what's been happening? Well, I think there's maybe been a shift. We'll talk about that. The Kraken reaction is kind of back because we have updates on a goalie injury. We have the draft to talk about. No dumb questions which kind of revolves around the Stanley Cup final. Have any teams come back from being down two games to none to win all of it, win the Stanley Cup in the finals? Although things have kind of changed tonight with the Lightning game. We'll talk about that and no dumb questions. What a weird midsummer start to the podcast. Let's get going with episode 34 of What Lies Beneath. Holy shit, man! Uh, also, I'm swearing within like four words of starting the podcast. My name. <laughs> Are we
1: in the depths already?
0: <laughs> We're hitting the depths. I don't know what's going. I feel pretty good, but uh, I'm telling you,
1: pre intro, this is a new record.
0: My name is Jeff Janusic, and this is my friend and co-host
1: Joey Cirillo.
0: So, like, this is wild, you know. Joey just uh, moved yes. uh, into a new new house, uh, so his uh, recording rig is all wackadoodle. Um, I've had so much stuff going on. We basically missed last week's podcast. Like it is total midsummer shit. So we've got cracking shit, playoff shit, midsummer shit. It's ninety-five degrees down here in uh, the deep, 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 deep south of southeastern Louisiana. Um, it's just at nine
1: fifteen at, at night, by the way. Not ninety-five degrees in the middle of the day. In the middle of the day, it's been one hundred and four degrees, and I would know because I've been moving for nearly two fucking weeks, and I've been dealing with it. It's ninety-five degrees at nine p.m.
0: So you basically moved from you know a spot that was like you know five six seven miles away to Mm -hmm. uh another spot in in new orleans yes and you had to do all this in the middle of yeah like the heat hit uh you know which which comes early in new orleans and then you had to move so i mean how the hell was that did you have help by the way by the way um i just like to. Put this out there. I'm just I'm just realizing it now. I did not offer to help move anything at all. Like I did not even think to say, Hey Joey, you need some help? Can I help you move? I mean, we're buddies, you know, and I did not did not ask. So I'm sorry, I'm like not sorry, but I'm also do I do feel bad. Listen,
1: dude. So this is uh it's one of those things where the heat was so bad that I legitimately went out of my way not to reach out to people because I didn't want to put them through the hell that I've been experiencing for the past two weeks. Uh, this isn't like a home improvement podcast, but I actually had some emergency stuff pop up at the house. I had some foundational stuff that became an issue, emergency plumbing due to the foundational stuff and an AC unit blew out. So I was already going back and forth between the house I was, I was going to move to. So I kind of took that opportunity to start slowly moving stuff over as I was dealing with all the bullshit. Um, so, so no, I mean, I didn't really have, I didn't really have help until all the big stuff came. Um, and I handled that over the past couple of days, but I don't mess around, man. Like my house is, it's about 95% unpacked. Like I've already hung up most of like the photos on the wall. Like you would walk in right now and you would think that I've been living here for the past two years. So that I don't, I don't, you know, I wanted to get settled in as quickly as possible.
0: Did you lose weight? And I'm I'm asking that seriously. Like, did you, I can't imagine I I mowed the lawn last week or whatever it was.
1: Shit, I have to do it tomorrow. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I lost like two pounds.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like no, mowing the lawn for an hour. Yeah, no joke. So yeah, I'll be doing that tomorrow and I'll be losing weight. And listen, I've been telling everybody that, that I have a new workout plan. I have a new diet uh, plan that I'm going to put people on. It's called Moving Shit in the Summer in the South. And it's just showing up in New Orleans, when it's literally 104 degrees outside and moving some stuff around. I definitely have dropped some pounds. I'm getting tanned and jacked over here, Jeff. I'm trying to, I'm trying to look my best. So I'm trying to, trying to get my peak. Well,
0: I don't know if you retweeted it from the Kraken pod Twitter account, but Joey's uh, past the everything, which is, you know, Joey's like just like a food and like sort of adventure, um, you know, extraordinaire. He's documents everything on this other account. And you I saw that you you shaved your head. Yeah. And I completely so, like, shaved
1: my head. It's gone. All my hair did, is gone.
0: Did um, did like the moving. Did you hit your head? Did you like did something melt in your brain?
1: Uh, Is it- def- definitely. I, I had a Britney Spears moment. So, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. saw
0: that reference on some of those comments. Yeah. Yes.
1: No. So honestly, it's been a thing that I've done the past couple of years, uh, during the summer in new Orleans, because it gets so fucking hot down here. And I had a, a appointment at a barbershop yesterday and was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing it all off. Like it's too hot outside. I don't care. I'm fortunate. My hair grows very fast. And in like two months, I'm going to look like a chia pet. So it's all good, man. Like I'll just buzz it off, you know, and come back, come back strong in the fall.
0: And you have a thick salad. I mean, you've got like a thick head of lettuce, you know, so like your hair yeah. is is definitely thick. And I am mean, no, as somebody who is, uh, you know, got thinning hair um and, is, and is, <laughs> is throwing all the gas on the fire to try and keep it on there. I'm talking pills. I'm talking Rogaine. I'm trying to keep it there. Uh, but I'm I, I see you from across the way uh, as we record, and you've got you've definitely got some thick hair. Like you know, you yeah. shaved your head down to like a buzz cut, and I can already see that you already have like a fresh carpet rolling in. So I mean, like yeah.
1: it's an it's, I mean, it's honestly annoying, man. Like I, I will literally be a chia pet in a month. Like it's going to become like a fuzzy afro situation going on. But you know, hashtag blessed. So I'm lucky to have the the, the thick hair.
0: I can't think of a good acronym or fast acronym right now, but like I have follicle envy because (laughs) you've got it, man. You've got it. But, uh, you know, I I could tell you, you know, this is really weird is I know we're going to talk about it, but like I said it last episode, it's growing. I'm sick of hockey right now. I'm, but I'm ready for cracking hockey.
1: Well, I, I am sick. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. I was like, I'm not sick of it because I'm loving the abs beating ass, but we are currently recording. It is Tuesday night, and uh, or sorry, it's Monday night. I don't even know what day it is anymore. It's Monday night, and uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning have decided to wake up, and I think what's it? it's a 5-2 to two right now. So, yeah, I'm not really enjoying this uh, game that much, but overall, the final's been great. But I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm ready for the and to come back.
0: Well, let's get into it. Welcome to some playoff shit. Final round.
1: Fight.
0: So I wanted to get into playoff shit before I updated you. It's six to two, six to two lightning. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Darcy Kemper got pulled. So he's out and um, he got pulled because he was getting shellacked. Um, You know, I was was completely prepared to roll over um, and, and finally say that I was wrong uh, by saying, you know, don't bet against the lightning, but (laughs) they have just recharged my lightning energy and I'm still, I'm sticking with them. They like literally minutes before the podcast, I, I like, I, I'm gonna check this score out, fully expecting it to be another beatdown. And here it is in, in Tampa Bay. They're winning six to two right now going into the third period. And they look awesome. So they've woken up. Um, they've done this pretty much every series to the playoffs. I'm still gonna say it's gonna be a uh, Lightning Stanley Cup win, man. Colorado's not gonna get it done.
1: You're still taking Lightning. Are you taking Lightning in seven? Are you, t-
0: are you thinking the series gonna go seven? Um, I'm going to go with six. I'm going to, I'm going to say what they do. They do wow. what they did to the Rangers. They're, gonna, they're gonna rattle wow. off four in a row. They just, they just, no they, faith
1: in the abs, no faith they, in the abs.
0: They need, they need like, you know, a few games to figure out how to beat these guys. And they go, okay, cool. All right. Well, so we tried this last game and that was complete, you know, seven to nothing drubbing. So now we know, okay, we know exactly what to do now. Let's make it happen. And here
1: they are. They're doing it, you know? So. Well, the weird part about, about this game, game three, and again, Tampa Bay is up 6-2, to two, but the weird part is the game started off and Colorado scored very quickly. Like It was mm-hmm. one nothing, and, and now they're playing in Tampa Bay. And I'm like, oh, here we go again after coming out firing. But there was actually a coach's challenge, and it was overturned because of an offsides, and that actually – I think that might be like the call of the series so far, because if that doesn't get caught by, you know, the head coach and his staff and he doesn't overturn that and you're down one, nothing, you know, within the first couple minutes to the abs, you're probably going to lose game three and it's over. So that call might be the biggest call of the series so far. So I have to give kudos to a uh, Tampa Bay's coach on pulling that one out of his ass.
0: <laughs> you know, he's good. This was the reason why uh, John Cooper has got two Stanley cups to his name and, and possibly a, mm-hmm. a, a, a third, the Avalanche, man, they do look great. So I mean, they're 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 definitely due for a, a, a bummer of a game, which is probably going to be this one. We'll see. You know, like they can score in drove. So what's crazy is that six to two. Like I'm, st- it's still not over. You know what I mean? Like I could I could see a third period where they just wake up and go, "Screw this! We're finally putting a dagger in these people." The the, the Lightning. So, um, but I mean, props to, to Colorado for just getting it done. You know, they they won Game One in overtime, and then they, uh, you know drub absolutely destroy the lightning in game 2 was it was it 7 to nothing
1: it was 7 to nothing it is the biggest shutout victory in the Stanley Cup final since 1991 when the penguins beat the minnesota north stars i mean it was not just a beatdown it was a colossal beatdown and i was really curious because after the game i wanted to see how tampa bay would respond because they've been, Jeff, they've been doing this all the play, all playoffs where they've been getting down early in series and everyone's been viewing them as dead and they keep coming from behind and pulling and pulling stuff out of their ass. And uh, Stephen Stamkos, your boy, uh, he had the quote uh, after game two where he said, "And quote, let's see what we're made of. And that was all that he needed to say. Um, whatever is going on, that lit a fire up under, uh, you know, the, the players. For the Tampa Bay lightning. And then also Stamco scored a goal uh, earlier in this game tonight. So that's his first goal of the final so far. So it, it looks like things are starting to click for Tampa Bay, which be careful. If this thing goes back to Colorado and is tied two, two series, I'm not going to be surprised whatsoever, but now I'm very, very, very nervous. And it's crazy to be nervous when the team I'm rooting for is up two to nothing. And they're, you know, they're probably going to be up two to one. And I'm still like, you know, I'm starting to sweat bullets over here.
0: Well, they have to, they you know let's say they don't win tonight they have got to win game 4 they have to the avs ha- if the if the avs that's the series game mm-hmm. 4 is the series so let's say tampa bay pulls it out tonight which looks decent if the avalanche win game 4 they win the stanley cup if tampa bay wins game 4 ties the series up 2-2 i think tampa wins the stanley cup it's that it's that tight and i think that you know i here's the thing is the storyline is this is like the Colorado avalanche will finally, either they're going to finally put a uh, dagger in the, the beast that was the, you know, possible dynasty, which I don't think they're a dynasty yet, unless they win the Stanley cup, the Tampa Bay lightning. Mm -hmm. Um, and if the lightning win, then it is, you know, Oh, they, the, the, the avs, you know, young team, so talented, they just needed to get some more like grit, you know, going to them, they had to learn. And then next year they're going to come back and they're going to be just, you know, just crazy and awesome again. And they've learned and they're going to roll through the playoffs and they're going to do it again. But you know, it's, it's, it is going to be crazy. I think game four is it. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. There's nothing much I can really add on to that because I am in full agreement with you. In fact, this is exactly what you and I were talking about in the Rangers lightning series where I forget which game it was, but it was a pivotal game. And everyone was saying that it was a must-win game for Tampa Bay. And you and I actually thought it was a must-win game for New York because it was at a point – I think it actually was 2-1 It was two to one at that point. And uh, you and I were looking at it as, this is the game that the Rangers need to win because they need to step on the throats of the Lightning. And they were not able to do that, and they ended up losing the series. And it very well could look like game four of the Stanley Cup final – you know, could be like an exact replica of that scenario going on, which is crazy because I don't know how Tampa, well, I do know how they do it to some degree. I mean, they won, you know, the Stanley cup back to back years. They're a veteran team. They're very experienced. They know how to win, but Colorado has been the best team in the NHL throughout the season. So I don't think it's going to be a situation like, you know, like the Rangers in the previous series. So I'm really curious to see, how Colorado comes out in game four, because it's going to, I think that, like you said, I think it's going to tell us who's going to win the series.
0: Yep. I think so. Uh, it's exciting. You know, I'm, I have kind of been tuning in, tuning out. I, I'm not super into this series, um, but you know, I, I always love to see a Stanley cup get awarded. I I'm I mean, you've seen the Stanley cup get awarded before, right? I know you didn't really watch hockey that much until yeah. this season, but mm-hmm. you've seen it at least happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it happen. Yeah, it's, it's fun to watch. You know. No matter who gets to stand the Stanley cup, I always enjoy you know, watching those moments, which is pretty cool. So I'm ready to see the cup get into somebody's hand, and then we can start thinking about the draft, which, unless you want to say anything else, brings us to our next and, and maybe the first round in a couple of episodes here. Let's get into some Kraken shit. What do you think?
1: Yeah, Kraken, uh, I think it's uh, some late, but uh, better late than never, Kraken
0: reaction time. I'm with you. All right, let's go. Let's go get into it. It's time for your Kraken reaction. Yeah, it's been a, a week and a half or two weeks since we recorded a podcast, so some of this stuff might be old news, but we should talk about it. Um, and I think the the biggest news that's come out in the past couple of weeks with the Kraken has been very, very light. Uh, Driggs, he messed up. He messed up his uh, his ACL, dude. I mean, so now we're like down a goalie. What's going on? Has that completely skewed what what? Uh, you know, Ronnie's doing with uh, the draft. Is he going to go for goalies? What the hell? You know what, what was he? What was going on? Like this is like a, should should these players be playing in these uh, you know tournaments in the off season? Now we're screwed. How
1: long is he going to be out? They're saying January at the earliest, and March at the latest. And the NHL just came out and verified the season is going to start October 11th. So you're looking at him essentially missing half the season. And he was, you know, the 1B goalie for the Kraken. And it's hard, man, because, you know, it was, it was what, May 29th? It was the the gold medal game for Canada against Finland in the Iditarod. You're a big fan of the IIHF. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And that's when, and he got injured, you know, late in that game. We found out later. In fact, you and I, the reason why we're talking about this now is because it is a little bit old news, but there's still some really relevant stuff going on with it. Because you and I found out about this news after we record our lo- our last podcast. In fact, like we recorded, and then I think like an hour or two later, the, the news came out that Drieger had tore his ACL and had surgery and is going to be recovering. And it's just absolutely brutal. And the Kraken are lucky that they are in a place that they can do something about it um, almost immediately. But the better you know scenario here would be. Chris did not get hurt. <laughs> so the Kraken can move forward and focus on other areas of need. But now that is no longer going to be the case.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, Joey Decord, who's, you know, still got a lot to learn. So you really can't depend on him. Um, you know, grooves obviously our number one, but now our dependable number two and uh, somebody who we would rotate through on a pretty regular basis is gone. So what the hell is going to happen? What are we going to do? In this offseason, I mean, obviously you're going to draft a goalie, but, you you know, goalies don't just come out of the draft and start in the NHL. There's lots and lots of conditioning that goes on. So are you thinking that we have to tap into the free agent market?
1: I mean, at this point, I think it would be silly for the Kraken not to do that, even if it's a guy that they get, you know, just for the one season. So taking a look at the options that the Kraken have. So cap friendly, first off, they project the Kraken to have of almost $23 million, uh $22.8 million dollars in cap space going into free agency, which is absolutely insane. In this particular draft, the Kraken have 12 draft picks, five of those are in the first round, and they have 34 draft picks over the next three seasons. So the Kraken again, they're very, very fortunate that they are in a position where you know, in Ron and Ron we trust, what would Ron do? Wait, you okay?
0: What the hell happened?
1: No, my, my cat is knocking shit off the table while I'm looking at it, like a <laughs> fucking asshole.
0: He's you know? pissed. Put him in goal. He's,
1: He's doing the thing where he's just looking at me, and he's like pushing shit off the table I'm on just to be like, "I wonder what this does." And I'm like, "Yeah, that that breaks." So thank you for that.
0: Yeah. it must um, suck to be a cat in summertime in the middle of New Orleans. <laughs> All that hair, God, that must be Dude, hot. Yeah, he's well, pissed.
1: Yeah, he's he's definitely pissed off of me. But yeah, yeah, man, like the the Kraken are are you know fortunate that they are in a position to do something about it. I think they're going to have to to get somebody in free agency, and again, I think it's going to be somebody that's on you know a short term a short term <laughs> rental situation, but. We'll, we'll just we'll have to see what happens. Like in Ron, we trust, man. Like what would what would Ronnie do? So I'm um, I'm still firmly behind that. And until he proves us otherwise, and I don't want to hear all the naysayers because every time we treat we you know say something positive about Ron, we get people coming in being like, well, look what he did in Carolina. Well, it's like, well, look at where the franchise is at. And you can say that they're better without him without him there. Wait. But he was the reason why the building blocks got got built to begin with. So he's made some mistakes, but he's also done some good things. So I'm a no Ronda wait. Pitcher.
0: Hold up, what, who's who's knocking him for what he did in, in Carolina? Carolina's an he, amazing he team. Gets,
1: he he gets a lot of flack. I'm not I'm serious. Like Ron, Ron gets a lot of flack because the I think the the main thing that that I see and hear people talk about Ron France when it comes to Carolina is the argument is that they did better when he was not there. But the reality is he put the building blocks in place while he was there. And those and look where, where the team is now. Until he does something that I like legitimately disagree with, or he fucks something up royally. Like I'm like, he has a clean slate with me with this Seattle Kraken. I think he learned a lot at his time in Carolina and he's done nothing wrong so far with Seattle. In fact, I think he's handled the expansion Jack pretty damn good. Once we saw how we kind of put all the pieces into place. I mean, look at all the, look at all the capital we have because of him. So that's,
0: that's ridiculous. Let, let, okay. So when you draft, when you in charge of a draft class, you know, like Ron, Ron's drafting, you know, this year for, you know, 22, 23, you really don't see dividends paid on that until two or three years down the line. So, Mm -hmm. you know, check out this stat is Ron Francis oversaw hurricane drafts from 2014 to 2017. Okay. And now he also has, you know, some of his people from that time with him in Seattle. Right. So combining Francis with those guys, right. Those people that are here with him on the Kraken team, they selected 12, out of thirty three players, so they twelve of the thirty three players they picked have already logged a hundred NHL games or more. So that's 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 pretty awesome. So i mean like you can't Ron Francis trust in Ron Francis. He knows what's up. He's going to take some chances. He's going to draft smart. It's great for the Kraken. He's not going to screw. He's not going to screw up a draft. Okay. He's we're not talking about like. Edmonton Oilers level, Buffalo Sabers level, <laughs> mismanagement of of drafts and teams and that sort of stuff. I mean, there's just some some teams that uh, uh, unfortunately are cursed with just terrible management when it comes to everything. Mm-hmm. And the Kraken are already not one of those teams. So trust in Ron Francis to do things right. We and we really can't be sitting here bitching about this. So you know, here's my thing is with the with the goaltending situation. I pulled up a list of uh, uh, free agents hitting the market right, um, mm-hmm. you know, relatively soon. Um at the top of the list, Marc Andre Fleury. But I don't know
1: if that's it's a huge cap hit, right? I just I don't see it happening. That, yeah, like, it was, huge cap hit. He's he's older, twilight of his career. It'd be great to sell tickets, but again, Seattle does not need that.
0: Now Darcy Kemper is an unrestricted unrestricted free agent.
1: You know, could you see him coming over? Do you think Colorado's gonna resign him? I mean they don't I don't think they have many options. I think Colorado resigns and I'd be very surprised. It'd be really funny if the Kraken did make a move on him and then we bring Oh, now we have two former Avalanche goalies who are now the 1A1B for the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> uh-huh, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like that would be hilarious. Yeah.
0: Um a couple other players that are out here that are free agents, um like I said Darcy Kemper, Yaroslav Halak, who's been around for a long time. He's older so that's, you know. But then um, also two is uh Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell's out there. He's an unrestricted free agent.
1: From, I just don't from the see leaks. the Kraken making such a big splash like that. Like, that would be such a monster, monster get. I just – I don't see it happening. I'm curious to see what happens. I think the Kraken are going to be very involved, but I just – I, yeah, which is which is crazy, because another thing that I was looking up, which is interesting, is that between uh, Grubauer and Drieger, the Kraken are actually paying nine point four million dollars a year to their goaltending position. Jeff, that's 13.2 percent of their overall uh, cap space every year wow. uh, dedicated to the goaltending position. Uh, Three teams, the Canadians, the Panthers, and the Lightning are the only teams in the NHL that give a higher percentage of their payroll to their goaltending. So the Kraken have to absolutely figure this shit out.
0: Well, that's not good then. Then that's that's mismanaged because we should have better goaltending if that's the case. But then again, then again, you know. Young team. We're going back to last season. You know, goaltending didn't look so good because just everything was kind of a shit show until that last you know quarter of the season where they finally kind of seemed to get it together a little bit, which is good. So,
1: well, Andrew yeah. Allen, the the goaltending coach, was also fired. And uh, oh yeah that hasn't really been talked about a lot. The Seattle Kraken are also looking for his replacement and um, that hire is going to be a really, really, really big hire for the team. So I'm glad the Kraken haven't made a move on a goaltending coach yet. Uh, It to me shows that they are taking their time with it and they're weighing it very seriously. Uh, but also we we've, we've been preaching this shit all year, man, as the team improves. So will the goaltending like a lot of times we're leaving those guys out to dry. So we can't be doing that to, you know, Gru Bauer for the whole season, Drigger, whenever he comes back and whoever the other goalie is, because uh, we love Joey. We're pro Joey pod. He's not ready yet. No, he's not.
0: Uh, I think the way this plays out is the Kraken sign somebody in free agency. Then they hire a goaltending coach that suits that 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 goalies needs or somebody that goalie likes and trusts. And then there you go. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Dregs has, I think, forced our hand, which is probably not a bad thing. You know, I I love Gru. Gru's awesome. He showed so many good signs last year, but you know, is Dregs the answer too? uh, you know, I don't want to knock Gru one bit, but at the same time, I'm excited to have some new blood in the goaltending mix for the
1: Seattle Kraken. Yeah, me too, man. I'm excited to see where the season goes. And I think, uh, uh, Drieger with the team for another three years and Gru's like with them for five. So it's like, we're locked into these guys long-term. We have to figure something out. Even if it's a rental player until Drieger comes back, I don't think rushing him back in January is going to be the smart idea. If we have to wait until March and so we have to wait until March, it sucks, but it is what it is, man. Speaking
0: of free agency, I was pretty pissed as you know, on, uh, on the, the Kraken pod Twitter uh, last week, I think it was last weekend. I saw somebody had uh, retweeted from the Calgary flames uh, flame signed Johnny <laughs> Goudreau for seven more years at this much money. And I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. And then somebody was like, oh, you got me. And I looked at this from 2016 when he signed yes. his,
1: his contract back then. So I saw, I, I saw, hope. I saw the tweet. I saw that it was from 2016. I immediately noticed that and laughed. I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. But I didn't, I didn't let you know. Cause I knew that you were going to see it and probably really I quickly bet. see it. And just assume that Gaudreau had been signed, and then get all upset. Move on about your day. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I was
0: I was pretty pissed, but it, I, it was good. It was a good, a good get. So, whoever tagged me, and I don't know if it was you, but uh, thank you for that. I appreciate that. It made me laugh. So, <laughs> but I'm excited for that. Uh, the draft uh, is in July, so July seventh, uh, Thursday night is the first round, and then it goes through the weekend. I think Friday. Um, so, I'm really ready for that. Like, like I said, I'm 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 ready for like the Kraken soap opera to start. You know, getting going. When when is free agency? Free agency is the end of this month, I think.
1: Oh man, you're asking me questions when I don't have the information pulled up. What are you doing? Hold on. Oh, look, at a, look at look at NHL free agency race. right now. It's a race. It's a race. It's a race. Right. You'll be faster than I will be. Mm, NHL sorry. free agency 2022, July Hold 13th. On. July 13th. Son of a bitch. Okay, yeah. so what, we got the we have the draft on the seventh, and we have the huh. and then we have free agency on the 13th. Do you think
0: that Ron Francis makes some cool move in the middle of the draft?
1: I, I believe he will. And I believe he will because he's basically alluded to that himself in some quotes that he shared with the media where he has, he's like specifically said that he has all this draft capital, but that he doesn't want to actually use it to draft players. So he is letting the NHL know the rest of the league that he is very, very, very open to, to moving around some draft picks wherever it's needed. So I think so. I think there's going to be a lot of movement in the very near future for the Seattle Kraken and Chris Drieger's injury is only going to add to that. Do you think
0: that, you know, because look, everybody's thinking that we're going to take with our with our the fourth pick overall uh a defenseman. And there's some solid defensemen, uh good defensemen, really good defensemen at the top of the draft class. We're not going to get like, you know, <laughs> Shane Wright, that sort of thing, but we you know we've got some game changers some top line guys top defensive pairing guys that we could take but do you think that Ron Francis uses that number four pick as a way to get
1: goaltending that would be that would be a bull move a bull move cotton let's see how this plays out for him I dude I just don't I just don't see it because as much as like I love well, I mean, like we love Ron, right? Like, what would Ronnie do? Like we we mm-hmm. we trust the shit out of him. Um I just that would be such a big swing because if you were to give up some draft capital like that, you would essentially have to be getting back something in return that's guaranteed to pan out for a long time for the franchise. I don't see that happening. I would be shocked, like legitimately shocked if the Kraken did not take um one of those two defensemen with the fourth overall pick. I'm like Shisterkin. I'm thinking I'm I'm baking on it. Oh, don't do that to me. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> the Rangers completely are drunk at the draft. And like, sure, no problem. They just come up. They they come. They show up wasted, and they're like, yeah, whatever. Shosturkin, sure,
1: sure, whatever, no problem, no problem. Ron whatever. Ron ca- Ron catches the general manager of the Rangers at a bar in Soho, and is like, mm-hmm. all right, Shosturkin, will give you the fourth overall pick. You get Drager when he's healthy, and we'll throw in fucking Morgan Geeky. He's like done.
0: <laughs> the Rangers are ripped on J- Jagerbombs, and they show up and they uh, trade Jagabars. the draft. And with the fourth pick overall, they draft a Vander Kane. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I would, dude. I, there's so much rage in my body right now. I can't even think about that scenario. <laughs> something epic we need something epic to happen at the draft that'd be
0: fantastic Jeff is just so. making
1: up scenarios that he knows will okay. trigger me this is just like when everybody online starts tweeting at you like Red Wing stuff or anything with Johnny Goodrow because they know that you are going to flip your fucking lid
0: <laughs> well I'm like one of those you know like those Twitter bots there's like there's one that's like the NHL trade uh, Twitter bot and it, and oh, it just like so makes good. up it makes up stuff and it just the makes up like random the NHL the rumor, rumor bot it. yes that's I'm a real life version of that I'm just throwing that <laughs> out there
1: I do but expect you're also, the Rangers. You're also like a, a, a very, a very consistent like recipient of the rumor bot. The number of tweets that I see of like the johnny Goodrow stuff a lot of it is like all red wings related which i fucking love like i love when people just start tweeting red wing stuff at you to be like jeff have you seen this and i'm like dude know. when he sees it he's going to lose his shit like this man has three kids he can't be like he's driving around he's got to cross a bridge over a lot of water every single day you can't be uh tweeting at him things about the red wings like he's gonna careen off the bridge one day it's gonna be your fucking fault <laughs>
0: i'm telling you what going into the season though like i'm 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 very invested in both you know the the wings and, and the kraken like i'm so excited for both that's that's kind of why I want this to be done. I'm like, I'm tired of uh, watching, you know, NHL teams at the top of their game, trying to, you know, fight for whatever. I want to see like, you know, our, our bottom dwelling teams, like my bottom dwelling teams, the Kraken and the, and the Red Wings try and climb out of that bottom. And I think they both have awesome chances. I think there's parallels. I'm excited for, you know, being a hockey fan. And uh, I I think both teams are going to have good seasons next season. And, uh, you know, obviously I want the Kraken to do really well. And it's a bonus if the Red Wings do. So, uh, i'm excited for all this stuff in the offseason which is which is pretty cool
1: dude same same yeah and and also like as much as we defend ron he's also being put to the test very early here because as much as we you know we'll joke around and have fun with it like the Dreger injury is a serious one like his general manager skills are being put to the test because he's going to have to navigate how he's going to like you know not even like trying to fucking do a play on words here but like keep the team afloat until chris drigger comes back and like that's all going to be dependent on just how he handles the situation but fortunately for him he has a ton of wiggle room so i'm not actually too worried about it it just sucks that it's a variable that the team has to deal with and it mostly sucks for chris drigger because at the end of the day you know he's a human being and this guy's you know gonna have to rehab a fucking torn acl for the next the next what is it nine months or so we already had to deal with that same issue with brandon tanev it's like jesus christ it's like this team is like already cursed or something we have two two acls get blown out in the first year like well i want to see the odds on that. i want to see let me see see the stats on that how many teams in their first ever season in the nhl had two of like their you know key components or two players in general have their acls blown out in the first fucking year
0: well, I would like to say, I have personal experience. I've actually torn my ACL and I, it took me, it took me about, you know, eight months to get back into bullshit beer league hockey. So, you know, if anybody needs to ask me, I could, t- I'm available if Ron Francis needs to talk to me <laughs> about this recovery, um, you know, cause I really have experience in that. I actually have the scar to prove it. You know, I fully intend to show it off when we finally get video for this podcast. Okay. So but ser- so
1: serious question though, were you able to go back to beer league hockey and play Without thinking about your injury after eight to nine months? Were you out there being like, I'm, I'm fucking doing this, man? Or were yeah. you out there like, oh, I don't know?
0: No, the first, okay, yeah. So the first time I went back, I was worried about it and it was, I was, t- I was taking it easy. But after a couple of months of just playing, I was playing like, you know, twice a week um, eventually. And I had a, a great string up until I was about, let's see, when did I move to New Orleans? 2014. So I was uh, 34 four 35 34 and um something like that and i was playing hockey consistently so i tore my acl so it was, yeah, I, I played pretty good beer league hockey i was a pretty decent player nobody could ever disprove that so i can say that on this podcast <laughs> um but we no, I did Kress. that for twelve years. Yeah, call, Kress will tell me. Kress will tell yeah. me. That's for sure. He'll tell me yeah. what's up. But uh, that feels <laughs> good, so I could keep up with him, kind of. So, but anyway, no, no, it, it did take me a little while. But after a while, I did not think about it at all. Um, actually, that's the last, the last time I actually played ice hockey was December of twenty thirteen, and this fucking kid, this like kid who was like in his twenties, was a dirty shitbag, and he, uh, I think I have told this story already, and he, um, slew footed me, and the fucking face off that I won. And I got past him, and he put his foot out and slew footed me, and um, my blade, my skate blade, kind of stuck to the ice. They had just been sharpened, so like they didn't <gasps> didn't turn like great. So it twisted my other knee, um, which I did not tear anything in, but like that was it. Like I couldn't play again. Uh, and then I moved away, like a few months later, and then that was it. I haven't played ice hockey since. So that that fucker, wherever that guy is, like he can go Holy screw himself. Shit, he was a man. I always change his ways, but it, probably not because if he's doing that stuff in beer league hockey, cheap shots and stuff, like you got a problem, man. Like the, what's
1: this that? Guy's like the, this guy's like the Evander Kane of beer league. What the fuck? Is he was.
0: No, he was because he was notorious for being a dick. You know, like and it was like I, I you know, I got to get him and go to work the next morning just like everybody else, and like this kid's like trying to like you know fuck around and like what the, what the hell are you doing? So uh, anyway. Yeah, so I'm I'm available. I can consult with the Kraken <laughs> on it, that sort of injury stuff. So
1: what's that what's um, that saying where it's like dress for the role that you want to be? You and I, will <coughs> show up to climate pledge for the next season, we need to just show up in like full on, like goalie uniform, ready to go. Like we just no, need to we be do. ready for
0: it. We do need to do this. We do need to do these yeah. things. We, the, the things that we said we were gonna do all podcast season long, moving into next season, we've got to do this stuff. So uh, we got to show up. We got to have all. This. I'm. I'm gonna. We're. We're gonna have some sort of role with the Seattle Kraken. Um, whether that's getting arrested at a game, I don't know, but something like that we will have some <laughs> sort of official role. So
1: we'll figure it out. Well, I will. Yeah, get, we'll I, will it out. I will get arrested just for the hashtag content.
0: Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> so before we get into uh, yes, all for the content, baby. Before we get into the uh, no dumb questions here, um, I want you to know there's only a couple games left in the NHL season, but. DraftKings Sportsbook still got you got your hookup. They are an official sports betting partner of the NHL, and you can still win big with them. New customers can bet $1 on any team and get 150 bucks in free bets if that team wins. That's all you got to do, right? Just, just put that money down, just that buck. If your team wins, you get 150 in free bets. If Sportsbook's not available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So what you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network, which we are a proud part of. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get 150 bucks in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions do apply, so see our show notes for details. And before we get into no dumb questions, a uh, little update I'm looking at right now, Tampa Bay is winning six to two with 11 minutes left. ESPN just showed a, a badass stat that shows how good Tampa is 25 block shots for the lightning versus 10 for your Colorado avalanche, Joey. Mm. So that just goes to show you, they have the intestinal fortitude to win these games by laying their life on the line. Uh, as opposed to your uh, freewheeling, high scoring, uh, wussification avalanche. Wussification. Guys. I don't know. I'm just trying to poke you and here. It also bear.
1: just sounds like the Avs are just tired from beating ass from two games. And sometimes, you know, when you uh, are just beating down teams 24 7, you got to take a break. And I don't blame them, but they'll come back in game four. I'm not worried about it. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be, if if the Avs win, I'll be happy for them.
0: But, uh, you know, before we started this podcast tonight um, and the game three, You know, we went into tonight with the Avalanche up two games to none. And in no dumb questions, now this is something we've been doing all season long on, on the Kraken Pod here. And this is when, you know, if you've got a question that you feel embarrassed to ask another podcast or ask anybody else, you know, they might make fun of you for not knowing everything about hockey, but we don't pretend to know really much about hockey at all. So we're your podcast. You can bring those questions to us. We'll gladly look it up, figure it out, and 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 find it for you. The answer that is with no shame whatsoever. And we call it no dumb questions. So, what is the question in this week's Notre question, Joey?
1: All right. So, this specifically has to do uh, with the Stanley Cup Final right now. And the question is: Have there been any teams in NHL history that have come back from being down two to nothing to win it all? And uh, here, let me pull up that answer because I fucking lost it because I wasn't prepared for this. All right, here we go. So, the answer is since 1942. The yeah, now yeah, we're in the depths because my own answer—I literally like hit it for myself. So since 1942, so in 80 Stanley Cup Finals, there have been five teams out of 80 that have come that have come back from being down 0-2 to win. 1942, Toronto Maple Leafs, the Montreal Canadiens. In 1966 and 1971. You have the 2009 Pittsburgh Penguins, AKA Jess' favorite team. And then you also have (laughs) have the the 2011 Boston Bruins. So there you go. Like it it hasn't been done a lot. The odds are very, very low, but uh, you can't count the the Tampa Bay Lightning out this year, man. So they could be one of those teams that are, are rare. And that would, I mean, Three in a three in a row would, would truly make them a dynasty. But if they do three in a row when being down two nothing in the final, like this is some all time shit that we're watching here. Even if the last two games have been blowouts, it's
0: it's impressive. Um, and I, I'm, they're going to hold on to win this game. They just they just got it locked in. And you know I think there's something about what's weird is really you know out of those five teams that have done it, two have come in this newer era, just in the past basically you know tenish years. And I think the Lightning could totally do this. Uh, by the way, the, the Penguins did that in 2009 against the Red Wings. So I, re- I remember that specifically. I was like, yes, it's going to be two, yes. two in a row, back-to-back, another back-to-back Stanley Cup, You know, basically the second time in almost 10 years. The Red Wings are going to win it again. And then I remember watching them collapse and the Penguins win that. And I'll never forget uh, watching that, uh, last, that last game where the Penguins beat the Red Wings. I was at my friend Moe's house. And Mo is actually a—he's uh, like the biggest sports uh, host in Cincinnati um, on the radio. He's awesome. His name's Mo Egger, cool dude. And I was at his house, and he's down—he's he, down the street from a, a, a Catholic school. And you know, I don't know if this was like this for you growing up, but like in the Midwest, in Michigan and Ohio, is Catholic schools have um, their like summer festivals every every summer, big festival, right? And they have rides, they have games, they have music, they have food. But a big deal is Catholic churches also have uh, casinos there. They have gambling. What? And, um, yeah. Yep. Yes. It's the best. Play some poker for Jesus. No, you play uh, blackjack. So that's what <laughs> I like. So I was over at his house to hang out and drink beer and um, play blackjack. You know, but I was like, dude, I got to go check on this Red Wings game. He's like, I get it. I get it. Because you know, he's a big sports fan. So I was like in his house alone while he was drinking and playing blackjack and i watched the final you know a few minutes of the game i remember the sickening feeling as i went back to this catholic church's basement to play you know catholic church <laughs> summer festival bingo like just sat out of my mind <laughs> and like and then i also like lost like 60 bucks you know i donated it to the church basically but uh yeah. i also lost it you know but i did drink some pretty awesome um you know
1: beer which was probably something like bush light or something like that but Dude, listen, if somebody would have told me a long time ago that religion involved getting drunk, watching sports, and then gambling, I would have fucking baptized myself at the age of two. Hashtag Catholicism, baby. (laughs) Tell you what. Welcome to Caesars, proud partner of the Catholic Church. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I'm not here to try and sway you in any way. You do you. I'm a proud Catholic because, man, you know, Catholic folks are... I'm part of this um, part of the men's club in my my church here in Mandeville. You guys just and, get together um, and play blackjack in the name of the Lord. That's pretty much it. We get together <laughs> and we eat food and drink beer and talk about what the men's club and the men's club is really cool because they do a lot of cool stuff around the church. But like, that's what I like about it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's um. It's just you, a good are you getting yourself community. a
1: shoulder massage right now? And also, did you have an outfit change? It looks like you're wearing a felt jacket now. Which, by the way, I have no idea when you put that on. And it looks like you've just been massaging your shoulder. The entire i'm like i look i look at you and i'm like when did jeff one change clothes and two like what's going on with the shoulder action you got going
0: i don't know if i want to tell you anything because like what you just described is way better than what is really happening okay so like uh no i put on i'm in, I'm in um, my kids playroom recording this show okay. um it's cold as shit in here because the air conditioner is very close and uh you know so like it's, it's freezing so i
1: put a pullover on it's just a
0: pullover it looks okay. it looks like it's fuzzy but it's just like this little it's like a pullover like no it's just
1: impressive i didn't even see you change and i I look i look at you and i looked away for a second i look back and you're wearing a completely different shirt i'm like what the fuck like if i look over and jeff is just changing clothes on me talking about catholic church and going to the basements and playing blackjack i don't know what's going on
0: i'm bending we're in the depths by the way officially yeah yeah, Uh, you can
1: fucking tell we're in the depths right
0: (laughs) I'm I'm here. Here's how like we need to. First of all, we were talking about before the show even started, before we started the podcast, like we need to get some sponsorships for the show. And here's what's going on is I'm in my kid's playroom. I'm at their art table, which is a kid's table. It's filled with papers and markers. And I'm sitting in one of the kids chairs, which is very small. So I'm leaning over the speaking into this microphone that I'm too lazy to pick up right now because I'm tired. Mm -hmm. But I also have the game. I have game three on my phone. But I don't have it expanded to cover the whole phone. So I'm watching it on a third of the screen, which is just stupid. And Jesus. then I, so I'm sitting here like tired as hell. Um, I think I got a little bit of a cold. I don't know what's going on. And yeah, I'm massaging my shoulder because it's itchy. So I'm sitting here like itching my, <laughs> my dry skin ass shoulder, w- leaning over my kid's playroom table. Uh, I'm looking at a toy claw machine. That has long ago lost all the toys in it, um, and I'm going like we re- we need to get some sponsors for this
1: elite podcast. Well, we got we are about around. to get sponsors, and it's going to be Crayola at this point, and that that's now, fine.
0: That's how fine. about Toys R Us? Toys R Us sponsorships got to come pretty cheap these well, days. Well, they got to. I
1: think they're bankrupt, but they got to. they got to figure that out first. But you know, once they do, we'll, we are right there with them because shout to Toys R Us. No, I,
0: I will totally story. like this show. This episode of the podcast, number one, brought to you by DraftKings. They're first, but second dibs goes to Toys R Us, <laughs> solely solely based on the memory of the excitement of walking into Toys R Us to look oh at the video god. game case for the brand new video games that were coming out, and going, "Oh my god, I want to get that one!" And then, the, and then when you actually could get a video game, like maybe your parents are hooking you up, or you had like uh, some allowance money, or you had some job money, and you pulled that little tag off of the, uh, you know, like the 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 sticker tag to go take it up to the front to Mm -hmm. get them to have like when they gave it to you and then you like unwrapped the plastic of that video game. That was just phenomenal. Also the smell of Toys R Us, like walking into the smell that sort of like
1: plasticky toy smell. Do you know what I'm talking about? The smell of Toys R Us. If I just say that, do
0: you, envision that i don't
1: remember i don't remember the smell of it but i remember like being so poor as a kid but going to toys R Us, and then i would just take the toys that i wanted like off the shelf like i remember like those like those like hot wheel like the three wheel bikes and i would like put them on the ground and then i would yeah, just start yeah, like yeah. riding them around the store playing yeah. with the toys like i was just there playing with shit that, like i couldn't yep. even i couldn't even buy i was like toys yeah. R Us is great man that place fucking awesome yeah, yeah that's in peace that, Toys R Us. Yeah, I I do miss that walking into
0: a toy store like that, which is just awesome. So, uh, I think there's some sort of I think they're trying to bring some back in some way. I don't know if with if they're doing like a boutique thing, but um, I think Toys R Us might be on the way back. I don't know if Jeffrey's coming back, which by the way, you know, spelled incorrectly, but it's cool. He's the only Jeffrey that is allowed to, to have G off. I was, was going to
1: say, isn't he a G O Jeffrey?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's like, right. G E O F F R E Ys are are like drummers. Um they're, they're and goalies. They're really strange. They're, they're weird. They're so strange. Yeah, yeah, they're weird. Yeah. Like, you know, Jeff J E F F's are pretty normal, although it's a dead name now. Um, you know, like there aren't many Jeffs left in the world. I'm pretty much at peace. It's like my I come from a I come from my dad's name is Gary. Gary's are pretty much um extinct.
1: Yeah. You're in the last line of Gary's and Jeffreys.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then now Jeffries are like pretty much out. There's nobody being named Jeff anymore. You know, Joey's you, you're good. Like you're always going to have that name in existence. Like that's cool, you know, but like, yeah, I'm on the way out. So anyway, that I like how this, uh, you know, what the- movie
1: is that? No a movie. Get him to the Greek where he's like, no one's afraid of a Jeffrey. Like, there you go. No one's totally <laughs> forgot Jeffrey. about that. That was awesome. That's a great <laughs> movie. I got to watch that.
0: <laughs> Anyway, rub, that's the depth the brought wall. to you by Toys R Us. So <laughs> and also to my my
1: uh what did you call my felt uh, my felt jacket that it's I, like I put in? Felt jacket. Yeah. Just rubbing yourself and changing clothes. That's Love great. it.
0: Yeah. Well it's Amazing. getting chippy right now in the game. Uh the uh Tampa Bay's on a power play. It's still six to two, six minutes left. And the Avs are trying everything they can right now to mix it up and uh start some fights and go into game four with some uh, angry energy because they just got their ass kicked tonight. So this is a series, man. This is
1: a series. Well, you know, I'm, I'm here for it because the first game was really exciting. Game two, as much as I am rooting for the abs, uh, a 7 nothing game, it was very easy for me to turn it off once I realized the outcome of it. This game also blew out in the opposite direction. So game four, like you said, that, will be the, uh, that, that really could be the tell-all, and I'm really, really curious to see how the abs come out because they better figure it out because th- – the t- blinding might be down two to one, but this is the position they want to be in. I mean, period. So we'll, yep. we'll see what happens. Yep. Ooh, Ooh, God, that did not look good.
0: Um, man, Taze just took down Kucherov with a vicious cross check into the boards. Oh shit. Uh, there was a nasty yeah.
1: hit earlier too. Well, it wasn't nasty. Actually, like a, like a, I forgot who, but a dude's, uh, his, his stick got caught in his skate. He ended up crashing into the boards pretty hard, but as he was, as, as he was skating off, uh, Kemper was standing there and he pokes Kemper in the belly and I was like I've never seen that before like an injured player skating off the ice and like pokes at the at the goalie who's just standing there I'm sure Kemper was talking some shit but I don't know it was pretty comical
0: well they're going to be on a two-man power play the lightning are for the next 26 seconds we'll see what happens. they put the they're name gonna on to they're going to make it seven. Cooch is just going to come in and blast it right now he just did oh, he went wide uh, but anyway I'm going to predict game four goes to overtime and then whoever wins that game is the Stanley Cup winner no I'm gonna, balance. I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna pivot and say the ABS take care of Game Four. This was their one mishap. They're gonna come out and take care of it because I think that they're, I know that they are the better, the best team that the Tampa Bay Lightning have faced uh, at this point in the playoffs. I don't think they're gonna make the mistake that teams like the Rangers did, and I think they're gonna take advantage because they want to go home up three one and then seal that fucking deal in Denver.
0: Okay. Well, Game Four is uh, on the twenty fourth. That would be uh what is that friday night four, four days, days from now yeah Tuesday, yeah friday yep so friday night so uh that's gonna be is it let me see what it is make sure it's the 24th yeah. uh friday night game will be fun to watch so i'm excited for that so we'll see what's I going will, on i will be in
1: Oregon. no so i'm gonna have to like, nope. try to find a bar for that or something
0: no nope, it's gonna be on wednesday my bad i don't know why nhl.com has that it's wednesday night
1: oh yeah i was gonna say that's a that's a long four days is a long waiting period okay but regardless i'll be in oregon anyway so i'll have to okay, find, cool. find a spot to go watch it
0: uh, tickets are still available, by the way, uh, to that game. I can yeah, get for what, uh, two grand for nosebleeds. I'm looking at uh, um, seven rows up from the ice.
1: Eleven hundred bucks a ticket. Want to go? No, I do not If we lived in Denver, I might consider putting it on credit And just walking over, but no, there's yeah, no way in hell
0: Give me your credit card number real quick
1: Alright, with that, the depths are over
0: Awesome, have a great week, Joey If you can, please follow along with us On Twitter, we uh, were kind of off the grid Both of us last week, but we're jumping back Into it this week, so at KrakenPod On Twitter, we'll be back there And uh, you know, if you made it through this episode, thank you for bearing with us um, But I'm ready for some Kraken Shit to happen, I'm ready for some cracking Reaction to happen with the draft I'm eagerly awaiting that, and I'm ready to see somebody raise the Stanley Cup so we can get this thing over with and move on to the next season.
1: I'm with you, brother. Uh, Well said on everything. Excited to see who wins the Cup and excited for crack hockey in the near future. And we're so close to the draft of free agency, so let's fucking go.
0: Let's go. It's good to serve
1: as a goalie. All right. So we like to end each
0: episode with something we call the chirp of the week. And what that is, is when hockey players trash talk each other, you know, like in press conferences, they're pretty lame. They really don't say, you know, too much, but really on the ice, they're hilarious. And and when they're not having a mic in their face, they're hilarious. So we like to get some of that stuff going on this podcast. Thank you for listening. Leave a review wherever you listen to the Kraken pod. And we would like to leave you with the Kraken pod chirp of the week.
1: Come on, dummy. Come on. Come on, you big dummy. Come here. We played in the CHL. We're not that smart.